Hey, you're listening to Solid Sound. I'm Lucy Stoner, and I'm filling in on hosting duties today because we are turning the tables and we're going to be talking tunes with Kushti about his biggest influences and loves in music. What's up, Kushti? Yeah, hey, how you getting on? It's all good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little excited slash nervous slash entertained at getting to turn the tables on you today. But isn't that where the excitement always happens? So it's good stuff in the realm of chaos. <laughs> and this is an idea that was born simultaneously out of just being at Bang Face and thinking about how much Kushti has let us learn about each other and just really opened us up to a whole bunch of music. Uh, and then also apparently, because she has amazing taste, DJ Wide for Five has also had this idea. Props to DJ Wide for Five, one of my favorite artists. Amazing set at Bang Face. Smashed it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm here kind of facilitating the process because I, for one, and I'm sure you are too, uh, I'm really interested to hear what's inside the mind of the man who, you know, is always bringing us this really great perspective into our little underground hardcore electronic music scene. So there we go. That's quite some intro, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, it's a nice idea to have come up with and uh, very thoughtful. I think one of the interesting things about doing radio is it makes you focus and think about music a lot. I think I've always wandered through a lot of types of music and then to be so conscious about this is what I'm doing specifically and to, to narrow your mindset around a certain type of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Whereas a lot of people, you know, fair enough, they just sort of don't really pay attention. They turn the radio on, listen to whatever, and then turn it off, and then that's that's enough for them. Maybe that's 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 as much interest as I have in sport, for example. And people might say, how can you not be interested in sport? <laughs> I'm like, how can you not be interested in music? Yeah, I think especially a lot of us in this area of the music scene are almost academic about the way we love music. I mean, we obviously love it like very personally and, and physically and viscerally, but we're also quite interested in it and in each other. And it's really not just music, it's a community. So I love that. And I love that your radio station has really facilitated that. So look, Lucy, I'm gonna have to hold you accountable now because look, we are losing time and we can't not talk through Aphex Twin the whole way through. and then get to the next tune and be like, oh, we talked the way through without even talking about FX Twin. And did you catch the secret set that you played at Bangface this year? <laughs> I catch every secret set of FX Twins at Bangface. <laughs> that was such a funny thing to be posting about, because obviously they wouldn't allow that to happen, because if he played anywhere, it would be a fucking crush, so. <laughs> All right, well, tell us about your first pick. So this was the very first tune I ever played on Solid Sound. The 10 year show was actually last week. So when I started the 10 year show, um, I started with this tune, uh, it was the first tune I started on, 1st of May, 2013. Uh, I just love it. I just love Aphex Twin. I love poly- Polynomial C because just the intricate structures and, and polyrhythms and all that sort of stuff. In uh, the time I've been doing the radio, I found out way, way more complicated stuff and, and intricate and you know nerdy sort of stuff since then. Uh, but yeah, always loved it. Uh, but this one, I want to play it on because it just reminds me of that first day doing that first radio show, how goddamn nervous I was doing it. <laughs> we all, we're all there. We're all there. We all played our first gig. You know, we've all done that. We've all been in those moments where like, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm, I'm ner- so nervous. And then we get to the point where we're just like, I feel at home on stage or, or something, you know, or just I, I love it so much. 
I remember when we did Talking Tunes that uh, I picked Wagon Christ as my first pick and you made some joke about having to pick intellectual music as your first pick. So good job. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's actually, you just opened some, a, a cavern of thought I had had previously that I'd forgotten about, which was I always criticize people's music when I'm doing this. Go, oh, drum and bass is crap. <laughs> and, and, now, and now I'm thinking, oh, Christ, is that, is that in your armory somewhere? You're going to be like, well, actually, this tune is good. <laughs> Big time, big time. Mars, pump up the volume, absolute classic from 1987. Talk about a banger. Yeah, I mean, I must have been like 12 or something when this came out, or 13 or something. And you know, when you're that age and you don't really know much about music. But this is across the board smash when it came out on the radio, on the charts, and everyone was listening to it. And it's probably the first time I ever really listened to what I would call electronic dance music and was like, wow, this is amazing. I want more of this in my life. I was listening to lots of different styles of music as well at the same time, but um, yeah, this one, I mean, there's great history behind it as well, you know, the fact they were doing all the scratching and all that, it was, a lot of it was all done in one take, very little uh, actual putting it together afterwards, you know, it was, yeah, an interesting track, like, you know, it does a lot of sampling, um, a lot of breaks, it's just 1987, 1987, what was going on in 1987, you know, in terms of rave music, there was like nothing, it was like the precursor of it all. Have you ever dropped this in a set before? No, because it's almost impossible to mix in and it's not really fitting with anything <laughs> um, that I'd play. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's very nostalgic. I mean, you know, I can listen to this and imagine again, you know, big impact at the time. I love thinking about like, who were we and where were we when we heard our first, the song that made us go like, oh, maybe this electronic music thing is like really cool. For me, I think it was like Nine Inch Nails or something, something industrially. Cause I was really into like punk rock, but I, I love hearing where everybody came to the rave scene from, uh, because people came from such wildly different scenes, but we all made it to the same place. Yeah. Yeah, and again, with this tune, obviously, you know, all the sampling and stuff that's in there, there's break beats, there's, you know, all the different weird ravey sounds and stuff like that, you know, the hip-hop vocals, which, you know, a lot of breakbeat hardcore came from hip-hop or was influenced from it. Yeah, there's so many so many elements to this that influences the music we listen to today. Um, and it's funny they only ever made one track that I'm aware of, although I think they actually went on to make, you know, the Open Your Mind track. I think one of the guys went on to do that. I'm I'd say the clearing on this must have been a nightmare. I mean, clearing all these samples back then. <laughs> nightmare. But I love stuff with lots of changes in it. And then when you've got these changes in it, so much to listen to, so many different things going on. the record when the zombies go like this yeah and this little vocal here i mean just there's so much to it you know there's so much to it you can't not dance to this this one makes me go like i'm jamming on my couch right now such a good tune pump up the volume pump up the volume pump up the volume dance 
what it was back in 1992. I used to hang out with some mates from St. Ives. Uh, we all went to college together, which was like, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, and we used to go to St. Ives and we used to go out to quote, quote, unquote, raves around there. There's nightclubs or whatever. And yes, we probably went to the Shy Horse a good few times. And probably Apex Twin was there DJing. And people would be like, oh, what? So you saw Apex Twin DJing when you were like 18 at the Shy Horse? I'm like, maybe, maybe not. No disrespect to AFX Twin, but he was just some guy, you know what I mean? Just like the rest of us back then. Um, we went to Phase 2 raves, they were probably a lot more fun. They were off around uh, Hale and Penwith area and stuff like that. So yeah, those guys from St. Ives got me into rave and then that was it. Bosch, 1992, I was converted. Also knew Luke Vibert from back in those days when he lived down in Redruth, when he was in the punk band Five Minute Fashion. But again, he was just, you know, no disrespect to Luke, but he was just an ordinary guy playing bass in a band. Like, you know, yeah, funny stories. That's amazing. I feel like I I learned this year going to Bing Face and also just being in America and going out to more gigs and meeting more artists that everybody's just regular people. It doesn't matter if they're the opening DJ or Apex Twin. I mean, some of us are making more money than others, but everybody's just regular people. And we're all doing this because at one point or another, we were like, we love this music. I left Bang Face feeling so inspired and so connected. And like, I have major imposter syndrome. And all of a sudden I felt like a celebrity. Like every, I couldn't go five steps without somebody being like, oh, you Lucy Stoner from, from Dozer Bang, from the streams. Oh, oh, I'm so glad I got that recorded with you doing the English accent. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was a bit of a blast from the past. Mars pump up the volume, bring me back to earlier days and, and discovery of rave music. Like a lot of people, I was listening to punk, heavy metal, uh, and stuff like that from probably about 12, thereabouts. I don't think my family were that musical. They weren't that interested, you know? You know, I talk to my family, oh, you're not that interested in music. My dad would be like, oh, no, I, I, I really like music. Okay, name your top 10 artists. And he'd be like, well, I like Neil Diamond. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, and lots of stuff. I mean, there's loads of great stuff on the radio. So, you know, <laughs> no disrespect to my family, but like... <laughs> my mom was very much a, like, I like what's on Top 40 Radio. So I... <laughs> well, we're going from pumping up the volume to pumping up the jam. Uh, Technotronic, I... This is one of my favorite songs of all time as well. Um, why did you include this song? What does this song mean to you? It's a banger. I mean, simple as, right? I mean... It is a banger. <laughs> it, it's, again, it's one of those songs that you never get bored listening to. And there's got a few tracks in it that you should never get bored listening to. Whenever you're looking for something to remind you of something or whatever, there's no particular memory to this one. There's no particular story other than it's just wicked. There is out there somewhere on the internet, and I heard, I've heard DJs playing it, and they wouldn't give me a copy of it, but someone's made a hard tech version of this. So you take it up to 200 BPM, and it's like, pump up the jam. You know, you imagine that 200 BPM? absolute jammer but um yeah couldn't get older they wouldn't give me a copy so were you really into the like um kind of freestyle music I, I put this in kind of freestyle with you know like debbie deb and uh that kind of era of music yeah and a hip house sort of era isn't it yeah back then i wasn't really you know i was listening to it i enjoyed it i could tell there's something about it but yeah it wasn't it wasn't my main passion i think it was the golden year, uh, 1992, 1991, 1992 period uh, that really 
I took all my old records and just basically made a bonfire. Heavy metal punk, forget it. I'm into rave now. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, if anything, that era, when I, when I sort of switched over, it was a very hard... Yeah, I still love all that. I love all sorts of music, but um, that was a very big switch for me. I don't know what it is in 1992. I think it was going to loads of raves probably to changed it. <laughs> yeah, got the first rave. This one, yeah, lip sync, funky town, is one of those tunes that I'm gonna get played at my funeral, right? And there's probably a couple of it on it, right? And my wife always says to me, "Don't be picking out too many tunes to be played at the funeral because, <laughs> you know, if we ever do play them at your funeral, then every time we hear it will be reminded of that sad memory. So be careful what you pick." So <laughs> this one, lip sync, funky town. How can you not be happy listening to this tune? It has got everything. It, I love this tune so much. I want to take you back to when I was in Spain on holiday, the first time I heard this song. And this is like 1970, 1979. So I would have been eight or nine or something like that, right? And I heard this at the bar in the by the poolside, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's an amazing tune. And I'd ask my parents, um, oh, can I have some money to go to get some sweets? And I'm like, yeah, 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 they give me some money. And I'd go to the jukebox and I'd put this tune on. And they'd be like, yeah, fair enough. And I'd, oh yeah, can I have some more money for such and such? I want to play the arcade games. And they'd give me some money. And I'd go to the bar and I'd put this on the, the jukebox. And it got to the point where after a few days, my parents were like, look, we'll give you money, but don't put it in the jukebox. And don't put on Lip Sync Funky Town anymore because everybody in this pool gets <laughs> into this and they're all getting a bit bored of listening to this song constant repeat. <laughs> uh, that's how much I was in love with this tune. Uh, yeah, funky, I mean, the vocal, the guitar, oh. There's literally nothing wrong with this song. This is a classic DJ Please will put this on at the end of the night at Desert Bang and we will all like lose it. <laughs> and, and it's electronic, right? Got those beeps, beep, 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 beep. And if you ever hear me talking on the radio, I love beeps. Like you could literally just make a track that's just beeps and I'd love it, you know? Beeps. That's why we love the percolator. <laughs> through the synth you know it's almost like the stuff they're doing in nightcore and stuff you know 1979 unreal so apparently these guys went on to become the backing band for prince i did not know that which is why they uh, which is why they never put one track out and that was it huh i'm sure that was much more lucrative than like trying to put out a second hit yeah and uh, electronic synthesizers and, and all that sort of stuff so yes this is edm 1979 right for sure game changer and of course cowboy can't go wrong with cowbell Breakdown, I don't know where you're at with the track, but the breakdown here. And now we're in the circle jerks. I'm alive. Big vibe change. Um, but when I when I saw your list, I was like, oh yeah, like all of this tracks and also I feel it. So tell us why we're moving from funky town to the circle jerks. So I used to be into punk, I used to be into heavy metal. Still like it, but I couldn't tell you anything about what's going on in the last 20 years in punk and heavy metal. But um, yeah, love punk, love heavy metal. 
This tune is just one of those songs that sort of resonates with me, and the vocal where he's like, I'm alive, I'm alive, is a constant reminder that I am alive. I'm alive. I had cancer before, and I didn't really think much of it at the time. I got through it and everything's fine, 15 years clear now. Then I had another cancer again, 10 years clear. So, you know, touch wood, nothing's wrong, I'm all good. But whenever I feel like I'm stressed or, you know, why am I challenging myself or why is life not going the way I want to go or especially in winter, I hate winter, it's so depressing, you know, just put this song on and remind myself I'm alive, you know, I think it's important to remember we're alive, right? Yeah, and there's something about, I came from the punk music scene as well, that's how I got into raving, and there's something about punk music that I think a lot like rave music, it's very like physical, you really feel it, it's raw, it's protest music. I think like that there's there's so many similarities. So even though the aesthetic of the songs is totally different, it really makes sense. You really feel this kind of music. And I love the vocals on this as well, the lyrics on it. Um, you know, I'll try hard and do my best and get fucked up like all the rest. Got the world by the balls, you know, all this sort of stuff. You know, monkeys on my back. No chains and shackles to hold me down. I want to cry because I'm alive. So we're going to go on a roller coaster here between really depressing stuff <laughs> and really happy stuff. <laughs> so kind of like life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that the joy of it? I mean, sometimes, you know, with cancer, people freak out a little bit or other people have experience of it and sympathize or understand, you know. But it's important to remember, life has ups and downs and that's the best bit about it, right? If you didn't have the ups and downs, it'd be awfully boring, wouldn't it? And now we're at DK. I'm not going to talk about this one. Self-explanatory. Because I like short songs. <laughs> I like short songs. There you go. That's all we need to say about that tune, right? <laughs> Thank you, Dead Kennedys. Big fan of the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, again, you know, when I was a teenager growing up, I had all their albums, absolutely loved it, and adored Dead Kennedys. Um, and they're from your neck of the woods, right? So, what do you guys think of them? The Dead Kennedys? Lo are they like local heroes? Yeah, I mean, Dead Kennedys, part of the canon of, you know, punk music that in, in the Bay, there's this, you know, it's like DK, Green Day, or Operation Ivy, you know, it's all the hometown heroes. So yeah, with all the Dead Kennedys stuff, uh, I like short songs. It hits the nail on the head. I like short songs, you know? And I've always liked that tune, I like short songs. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're into some disco, but it, but it's not 1979 disco. <laughs> no, it's 2022 disco. I left system, afraid to feel. Again, what an absolute banger of a tune, right? Yeah. I mean, the changes in this. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. When I'm listening to this in the car, you know, if I'm listening to the radio because the kids are in the car, I'm like, oh yeah, we want to listen to T 
teenage pop radio show. Well, yeah, sure, let's put them on now. But occasionally this tune would come on. Bam, whacking it up. Windows down. Let's blast this one out. Like, you know. This reminds me of just like feel good Armin Van Helden, like house music. Just, you know, can't be can't be sad when you're listening to a banger like this. In my lineup, you know, I've gone for, you know, all sorts of different styles and different ideas of why I pick tunes. This one just simply picked it because it's a banger. And, and again, I think to my mind, this is like Funk Town. It's one of those tunes that I just never get bored of. And it's 2022, but it definitely feels like it really honors that that early disco house feeling. It's like a lot of the newer kind of like tech house music kind of like I don't know it feels like it takes some of the best parts of those songs and then like gets rid of it to like make it more washed down for a popular audience but this feels really authentic I don't know how the disco purists feel about it I wonder if the disco purists being like oh no no you've just taken all the main elements of good disco and, and put it together Ed Sheeran style into a classic <laughs> then maybe people are like oh disco yeah we should go and check out more disco because I know I've listened to a hell of a lot more disco since listening to this tune so yeah disco house is kind of making Arrêtez de vous reproduire. This song will always make me think of you, Kushti. Uh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> Although I couldn't find the Nightcore version of it again. I was looking for the Nightcore version because I just wanted to hear it again, but I couldn't find it. So. Yeah, I will send it to you. So, two fun facts. First of all, for the longest time, myself, an American, pronounced this name as Mr. Oizo before learning that that's not at all how you're supposed to pronounce it. How do you pronounce it, Kushi? Well, where's the W? There's no W in there, so where'd you get whack? I, <laughs> I mean, O-I in French, right? Guy's French, so O-I is we, isn't it? Or yeah. Or so, Mr. Wazo? I don't know. Hey, Mr. Wazo, yeah. Wazo, but I did not know that. Vous êtes des animaux. Vous êtes des animaux. Well, how good is your French? Vous êtes des animaux. You are the animals. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have any French in my repertoire. <laughs> Vous allez crever. You are going to die. Vous allez crever. This song, my very first Bang Face 2020, my first time probably even playing a stage, quote unquote, that big, you know, the Queen Vic. And Kushti uh, says to me, you know, I don't I don't dance at Bang Face. I like stand in the back. <laughs> I listen to music. I, I appreciate it. I love it. I respect it, but I don't dance. And after my set, uh, he comes up to me and he goes, God damn it, you made me dance. And I was like, what? And he was like, it was that positive remix, Nightcore remix you played, had me dancing. So proud moment for me. Uh, why did you include this one? I mean, I think of that Nightcore remix, when you played it, it was the first time I heard it. Cause I was at the back listening to you said, doing my usual chin stroke thing. And then I, and I heard, I'm like, hang on, that's positive, but it's like way pitched up and <laughs> kicks added to it. This is amazing, like, you know? So big ups to whoever did that, fair play. But uh, yeah, no, I just always loved Mr. Wazzo. It was a good period of time when I was listening to Fidget, if you know what that is, Fidget House. Love Fidget. That's the music that got me into DJing. I don't know what happened to Fidget or if I'm just not paying attention, but Fidget mid-2008 and thereabouts, oh, unreal. 
Unreal. Yeah, loved it. And I guess that's kind of what got me, a lot of what got me back into sort of rave music because it was a period of time where I was very retrospective, looking back what happened in the 90s, you know, just oh, what happened in the 90s and forgetting about what's happening in the 2000s. But then when Fidget started coming out and I started getting more aware of it, I was getting, you know, yeah, sort of back into it and then more forward thinking perhaps, I don't know. Yeah, no, I was kind of stuck in breakcore and fidget what made me remember that like oh i also like you know house music and slower dance music the only time house is ever good was fidget yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we are now in 1992 yeah so this one i had this one in way before when kylie asked me to do it and i add this one in because this one i absolutely love it's one of those tunes that is core to my being when I was listening back over this, I remember in Mark Archer's set in Bankface this year, and he's playing great old school. And again, one few times I was actually dancing, and me and Nick were right at the front, and we were just like having it large to this tune, terrorize just the feeling. And the, the, the vocal and the rises and the breaks and everything on this. And again, just to have that moment there, you know, with Nick at the front of the stage when Mark was playing at Bankface. Just so many happy memories of this tune, you know? Dirty bass on this, oh. oh I, I could go on about 1992 for way too long, but you listen to the stuff from, you know, 90, 91. Yeah, you can see where the precursors are coming and, and where the direction's coming through. 1992, it really is the year of UK rave, the way Breakbeat Hardcore came out and so on. And then from that was where you get Jungle. And so really, such a pivotal year, you know? And nothing for me summarizes it better than this tune and this vocal. What year did you say you went to your first rave? 91, 92. Yeah, so this is like, this has got to feel like uh, it brings back that time. Yeah, they wouldn't have really been playing this at the ones I was going to, because the ones down in Cornwall tended to be a bit more edging towards the hard electronic techno sort of stuff, whereas this is more like the sort of stuff that was happening in the universe, Fantasia and stuff like that. Yeah, that Mark Archer set. That, I did not think I was going to cry as early as Thursday this year. Somewhere about two thirds of the way to the Mark Archer set, I just started bawling. <laughs> Mark Archer made me cry on the Thursday. He does such great old school sets, you know? And I feel really bad when I've not listened to this. I always feel really bad because I've noticed every time I've seen you at Bankface, I'm like, oh yeah, but then you played such and such. And if it sounds like a criticism, but it's not. I'm just like, absolutely adore everything you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, but there was that one thing, you know? So I don't mean to focus on that one thing, but yeah, his sets are always so There's loads of people do old school there, but like, he does it the best. And he's done some amazing old school sets there, you know, where I've really just oh, enjoyed it so much. You can just tell that he's enjoying it. And also he's just such a master selector. You know, anybody can play the music, but he takes you on a journey. He really knows how to lead you from place to place in his sets. I think that's really special about him. And I love it when he's playing the early 90s jungle. It's just when he starts playing the late 90s jungle, like active circles and stuff like that. Unfortunately, that's when I have to leave. <laughs> and I'm again criticizing what he's doing, but you know. <laughs> Although I heard your mate Angel playing um, Adam F Circles 
and it was probably one of the best tunes I heard at Bangface this year, to be honest with you. And it was like a jungle version of Adam F. Circles. And you're like, well, hang on, Adam F. Circles is a jungle tune. No, it's not. It's a fucking wanky hipster <laughs> version of jungle that they turned jungle into in the late 90s. And they actually made a jungle version of it. And that was like, oh, brilliant. So shout out to Rips as he's now going by. Yeah, that hardcore junglist United takeover was great. Great to see all you guys over there, as ever, like, you know. It's such a great scene over here. You know, I, I get sad that I don't live in the UK because I'm just obviously adore your rave scene over there. But we have something really cool and special going on. And just to see how many people from our Bay Area scene are like, wanting to go to Bang Face and wanting to get more into collaboration with artists over there. I think the beauty of lockdown was it created a really special like pipeline. I call it like a raver exchange program. We're sending ravers back and forth between our countries and like influencing each other. Get some guys over sometime if you can get, if you think you can get the numbers up for it. Like, you know, I think, I mean, I, I mean I'm saying this and I'm probably have to cut it out, right? But if you could get Shirelle over there, that would be unreal, right? But yeah, I mean, Sherelle alone would probably be like. Well, I mean, Sherelle played here. Sherelle's played here a couple times. She played in Oakland. She actually just this past weekend she played at EDC in Vegas. Ah, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, she's big up Sherelle. She's killing it. Um, I would love to get like the Off Me Nut people or the Mutant Base people. Uh, Off Me Nut Mutant Base America Takeover Tour. Like that's oh yeah them or like. We Rob Rave and some suck puck people. Like that's on my bucket list of who I'd like want to come to America. The thing is, it's one of those songs that I used to listen to this um, on a Fantasia tape. You know when you listen to that tune and you've heard that mix a million times, that when you actually hear the original song in its entirety, you're like, hang on, why isn't the DJ mixing in the next tune the way you could hear on that tape that you've heard a million times, you know? <laughs> I totally know that. I have, there are songs that I'm just like, exactly. this song is forever tied to this other song. And if I don't hear it, why are you not transitioning? Mixed in with that, it makes me angry and uncomfortable. Sometimes we do that to ourselves. Like I'll do that in a mix and then I can never hear it. Like when I, if I'm like, if I want to play that song out, I have to play it with this other song. Cause otherwise it like doesn't feel right. And then you start thinking, am I doing this too much? Am I getting bored and predictable? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But also nobody ever hated on a band for playing their, their number one hits at every concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a bank face set that started off with the uh, vocal from that one that went to that EDM concert, you know? I'm like, I've heard that somewhere before. She's played, she's opened a set before with that somewhere. Feel violated. <laughs> I did that on purpose because my very first ever UK mix was for you. It was for Solid Sound. I didn't know anybody from Bangface yet, like not a single person. And you asked me for that mix and I started it with that. And for some reason, this Bangface felt like full circle like i felt really like at home and so i specifically started with that intro again to just kind of like Aww. close the loop <laughs> i mean the thing is you know yourself and nick and all the americans you know it's like you know i brought you to the church but you did the praying yourself you do all the work yourself do you know you guys are so at home and it's just such a pleasure to see you there you know i, I use the reference of church because it's like you know you want to bring people in you want to bring people in and you know when you know that people are going to be naturals at it okay so my 
like first year 2020 I showed up to Bang Face and I felt like a tourist like a visitor you know I was like oh I'm so into all this and I'm starting to get to know everybody but I felt like nervous and excited and out of place but also you know like you know happy then 2022 was like a wave of hyper excited emotion like I felt like you know high on life the entire time this year I showed up and I felt like family I felt like I'd been in it forever I felt like like everybody I saw I just felt like on the same level as them and except everybody there is famous to me you know and it's yeah it was it was less like oh like you're Lucy Stoner I've heard of you more like oh Lucy hi good to see you again or like I remember meeting you last year I loved your set or but this year I felt this like overwhelming sense of calm like the way that like I imagine regular people feel when they go to the spa like that's how I felt I felt like so calm and so like I belonged there and it felt so nice and so lovely and there was so much like just happy warm energy it was such a it was a feeling i've never had at like a rave it was um, it was so special so you wait to and twist stuttering othering margarine everything so this ultramagnetic mc's criddle breakdown i mean i don't know if you noticed but i mean the amount of samples that have been lifted out of this unreal right and what year is this this is 1988 although i didn't really listen to ultramagnetic mcs until well into 2000s uh when i realized just how many tracks had been sampled from them i mean you know the classic smack my bitch up uh came from ultramagnetic uh rough beats producing the bass Oh, oh, so much, so much sample from it, like, you know, and it's a great, the great tracks, Critical Breakdown. Yeah, well, I mean, that sort of mood. Want to listen to some old school hip hop? Yeah, this is what I'm listening to. High computing asset. Get off the mic and won't you please pass it to me? Four, one, two, check. Give me a pound and lots of respect. Oh, this is great. I do love listening to, I call it like history lesson music. One time I went and I was like, I'm going to listen to every song that every jungle breakbeat uses. And, you know, ended up falling in love with like Lynn Collins, not just because of the Lynn Collins break, which is my favorite breakbeat, if anybody ever asks, which I'm sure they won't. <laughs> but also just that era of funk and then realizing how much jungle and IDM and breakcore these really just like groovy awesome tracks and that, that became part of my regular listening was that kind of music if I did a talking tunes too I would definitely put Lynn Collins think in there maybe we should make that one day <laughs> I still owe you a new guest mix yeah the thing with a lot of the stuff I do on the radio I don't like pushing people too hard for things and I don't like asking too much of people as well sometimes I like things to happen sort of naturally and organically you know yeah so that's why I'm like I ping someone like you know hey how do you fancy doing this I'm like yeah sure I'm like okay when are you going to get it done by oh I'll get it done by next week and, and the month passes it's like hey that thing did you ever do it oh yeah I'll do it this weekend and after that I just leave it if they don't come back to me I just leave it go you know then two years later it's like hey I did that guest mix for you I'm like I forgot who this was <laughs> no, I, I, I quick scrub ah right okay and they're like oh sorry it took so long I'm like don't worry I send out the fishing lines and whatever comes back in comes back in when it comes back in like you know I think it's great because I think it like for me I think of it as like I'm not just gonna make the same old guest mix like if I'm sending you a mix it's because there's something new I wanted to try out or do or like I was feeling inspired and so then the mix is born which I think is much better than like okay I've got a pressure to do this mix and this tune you know this one right yeah pirate sound system I think I'm ready I mean that bass oh listen to those wubs yeah ugh so good Ready? 
So this is on Coin Operated. Coin Operated run by Mustard Gun. He was putting on knights and it had a flyer out and it said mutant base this way and that's where the phrase mutant base came from. So it's tracks like this that birthed the genre mutant base. This is why I came to your country. <laughs> For the wobblers. <laughs> The older sort of wobbly bass, you know, stuff. You get a lot in these days. It's all almost going like the, you know, EDM-y, screechy noises. I'm not enjoying that at all. There's like, there's squelchy wobblers, but then there's like deep, rumbly bass wobblers. I mean, I think there's there's room for all wobblers in the world, but there's something really special about this. I checked out the Fat World set of Bankface as well this year, and, and they were both, they were, they were, oh, loads of wobbly bass on that. Oh, that was heaven, that was, that was such a good set. That was one of my, that was one of my top sets. This, and that was also my first time ever getting to see Fat World. Like, I've seen SpongeBob um, and a bunch, but I had never gotten to see Fat World, and that's like, the music that started Desert Bang was was really that, so it was really special for me. Well, I don't know who Pirate Sound System was, and they made a few tracks and then sort of disappeared, so I guess it's one of those things, isn't it? Well, we'll always have this tune to remember them by. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like trying not to dance too hard on my couch so I don't make like extra noise on the mic. <laughs> it makes my butt go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, how did you come up with the name Kushti? Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, so it was one of those things where I'm in Ireland, I'm English, and I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of junglist guys. And I think I, and I would naturally would have said Kushti way too much. Kushti meaning it's great, it's fine, you know, everything's good in the world. You know, it's Kushti, don't worry about it, it's Kushti. I used to say it all the time, you know, especially when I was hanging out with the junglists, like, you know. And then one day this like, you know, oh, let's do a gig and, you know, we'll put your name on the flyer and everything. And I used to DJ under my real name. I forget what my real name is and don't ask me what my real name is. <laughs> I thought, I don't want to put my real name on this flyer. I want, and so I just called myself Kushti. I thought, you know, I'll call it Kushti and then just see how it goes. And it just sort of stuck. And then I created the Facebook page, Christmas Party. And I like, I like the idea of McParty. You know, like Slurms McParty from Futurama? Yeah. So I thought, yeah. And McParty is only one character away from McHardy, which is a real name. So I'm thinking Facebook algorithm is going to go, that's probably a real name. So there you go, Christian McParty. Um, and the funny thing, and I know you find this with Lucy Stoner, is that sometimes you almost get in the mindset of the person whose name you've taken on. <laughs> and it's almost like they're a separate person. So when I'm at Bangface, yeah, real name person is, is gone. He's you left him at home, uh, home in Dublin, you know? Yes. I'm Christian with party when I'm there. But then when I go to work, if someone at work said, hey, Christy, how you doing? I'm like, uh, hang on, what? what? I just, my mind would probably just... <laughs> Same a thousand percent. Like, I... I am Lucy yeah. at Bang Face. And if the only person who calls me by my real name is like, you know, my roommate, my chalet mate, and even then I'm like, it's weird. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
greatest song ever made. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, one of the greatest songs ever made. This is an artist you got me into back in like 2019 or so. You sent me a few tracks because you were like, oh, I like your music. I think you would like these. And I, this blew my mind. I make the flow shake when my DJ drop the bass. I mean, that first drop there, it's like straight in, we're having it, like, you know. And, and I, I like short songs, right? I like short songs, but this is like six minutes, but there's like 12 tracks in this. <laughs> like a SpongeBob song. Like, there's there's not, there's many, many places it goes. Like a SpongeBob song, but maybe it's best to say this, but I'd say this is better. In fact, he's doing way more than SpongeBob does in the track. If you unfriended me on Facebook, what happened? <laughs> like we don't we don't speak of SpongeBob in this house that way. No. <laughs> uh, but no, I love it. I love it. I think you make a good comparison, yeah. But it's a whole different I, I make the comparison only to say that the SpongeBob songs to me I feel like I'm listening to like three or four different songs in one song. Um, and that not everybody can do that. And this song definitely does that where you feel like you're just you've got lots of different tracks in one. And as a DJ, that's really fun because you get to choose where you mix in and out of. You can change the vibe of your set from one song. Every time I play this tune out as well, and I, again, I try not to play it out too often because it gets a bit cliche. When I used to DJ, that was. I haven't DJed in years. Um, but whenever I used to play this in sets, every time it would just go off, like, you know? Was your last set at Bang Face last year? Yeah, it was Bang Face 22. Um, I haven't DJed since then. And 22, Bang Face 22 was the previous before that was Bang Face 2020. So that's literally, that's two times I DJed. It was 2020 and 2022, Bang Face. And other than that, I haven't DJed at all. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of miss it, but I kind of don't miss it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you've been, I mean, really active making content for Solid Sound. Just Solid Sound, yeah. I love doing it. And it's about two to six hours a week, depending on what I'm doing. Talking Tunes, I don't know if people realize this, but Talking Tunes is at least 10 hours of work to put out a Talking Tunes is an hour. Because let's say this talk now that we're recording, that's an hour. Listening back to it is an hour. So that's two hours before you've even done any editing. And editing takes at least four hours. So that's six hours. And then, you know, you're doing the videos and then posting on social media and doing the artwork and then anything. That, and yeah, 10 hours, you know? Um, well, you had to make the mix in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you do that for every person who sends you tunes. Like, if people don't know, like, Kushti is the one who takes, we just dump, send him tracks, and then he makes them into a mix for us. But I love it. I love it, you know? So, yeah, if I'm doing that, it's 10 hours, 10 hours a week. I don't get much time for doing that much else. Uh, yeah, so many changes in this tune. And, you know, I count out the bars, and every 16 bars, I mean... Every 16 bars, something different. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. Really, it's just. Mm. Never gets all this tune. So great. Where is the closest, like, active rave scene to you where you're at? Depends what you call rave scene. <laughs> I mean, Dublin is a rave, has a rave scene. There is raves going on here. Post-pandemic, it's not what it used to be. But like that, it's as easy to get on a flight. 
So for example, there was Bangface in Milkveg in Amsterdam 2019 before Pando hit. And like that, it was as easy for me to get a Ryanair flight, you know, 40 quid each way, go there, go to Amsterdam, go to Bangface, and then in the morning, just get on the flight, go home. <laughs> like I was wrecked and slept all day. But like, yeah, it's as easy to do that than it is to actually put on a gig, lose a whole ton of money over it, stress over it. And it's like, I want to try and get to Berlin. That's my next, that's the next on my list. Problem is, as you know yourself, it's getting the time off of the home life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I'm going to shout out Kenny Ken, 1993, Portsmouth Guildhall. You know, I was into raves. Fusion used to pull out loads of gigs. Uh, oh, yeah, Kenny Ken. I had no idea. Can you imagine what it's like not knowing who Kenny Ken is or what jungle is, right? Imagine, right? You go in there and all the DJs are playing jungle and you're in Kenny Ken. You're like, oh shit jungle unreal because i used to listen to breakbeat hardcore and then jungle it's like wow mind blown love jungle 90s jungle they ruined it with you know hipster wanky jazz then it turned into drum and bass and i'm like oh i, I that, that started getting to gabba and i lost interest in the jungle completely gabba hard techno you know all that sort of stuff then I had Salty, which was you know, getting his tunes and whatever. And I was looking through some of the jungle tunes and I downloaded, I think it's called The Cot Ragger Jungle Volume 2. Downloaded it and listened to it. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this? Absolutely loved it. And it's like the Americans were doing it, the Canadians were doing it. And it's just like, oh my God, you guys have totally reinvigorated my love of jungle. DJK, respect, what a tune. When people say to me, you know, like if you only listen to one kind of music for the rest of your life, you wouldn't guess it, but I'm pretty sure my answer is jungle. It's, oh, there it's go, there's just something, yeah. Same here. It hits. Mm. There's a huge drum and bass scene out in the Bay, but not a lot of jungle like this, you know? It's, it's special when it comes along. I, I try, I always try to go out to it. The so DJK actually is from Toronto, but I know there's a lot of guys like 69 Jack, that guy Six Block, loads of people over there, right? Yeah, yeah, Six Block used to go by R.A.W. That was the, the first jungle that I saw, because I, I came up in L.A., I grew up in Los Angeles. And R.A.W. was the man for Jungle. So whenever we saw R.A.W. playing, we would always go out. And now he's doing like some more footworky Jungle stuff at Six Block. But he'll still come up to the Bay and play all vinyl R.A.W. Jungle sets, Raga Jungle. Oh, nice. Yeah, we are blessed. <laughs> This DJ K one, again, it's so super easy to mix it into anything. If you're ever having a bad time with the set, you're like, oh my God, I, I, I mm. can't mix for shit. Go to DJ K Respect, it's easy to mix. That's, that's a great advantage to it, you know? Um, but I love the lyric on it as well. Respect those that respect me. I think that's so important because there are a lot of people out there that don't want to get negative, but like who won't show you respect or don't care for what you're doing or and you can often waste time trying to please them and whatever. It's just like, you know, if you haven't got any respect for me, I ain't got any respect for you, so let's just part 
ways. And I, I don't want to be too negative about it, but it's like focus on the people that are supporting you, got your back. Um, and if people aren't interested, just move on. Yeah. Are you, would you say you're like a lyrics person in when you listen to music? I feel like there's, there's lyrics people and there's like aesthetics people. No, I just, I just love the vibe. Vibe first, like, yeah, it has to be vibe first, right? Because if I was talk, if, if you said to me, I'm a lyrics person, I hate to say it, but I kind of like a lot of the lyrics from Ed Sheeran songs. Like, I don't like Ed Sheeran songs, but his lyrics are pretty damn good, right? <laughs> So what you're saying is we need banger remixes of Ed Sheeran songs. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a single Ed Sheeran song, which is probably a good thing, but, you know, whenever I never hear his songs, you know, I don't... I don't. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's got to be vibes. Vibes all the way. Uh, lyrics are just the icing on the cake, right? Yeah, I know some people who are very much like they hear lyrics first and then the song fills in, but I'm a, an aesthetics of vibes. Vibes and then bonus if the lyrics are dope, but the lyrics could be gibberish and I'd still like the song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at positive, right? Who's it, this animal? No idea what it's saying, but you just love the tune, right? Oh yeah. Or LF system, afraid to feel. If it didn't have the vocal, it wouldn't be the tune it was, but you'd still enjoy it. Yeah. Although in saying that, it's like, well, hang on, now you've got for Johnny Cash to sing a songwriter with the guitars. <laughs> Which is pure lyrics, right? This is a pure lyrics tune, this. This is a banger, though. Yeah, it is a banger, isn't it? I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. So why Johnny Cash? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if in hindsight I, I put it in to try and make myself look like <laughs> Perhaps, I don't know. But I mean, it's a great tune, right? It, it, it's a tune which if I was in the car and I want to bang someone out, I, I def this would be a banging out in the car, definitely tune. Yeah, like long road trip. Uh, also, maybe, maybe it gives you an opportunity to bring some feminism to it because June, who sings on this, actually wrote this song. I don't think that's an interesting point of view, that she wrote the song, but everyone thinks of it as a Johnny Cash song. Who got famous? He did, and she's just playing back up to it, like, you know? I didn't know that she wrote it. All them women gonna make me teach them what they don't know how. I'm going to Jackson. You turn loose of my coat. Cause I'm going to Jackson. Goodbye, that's all she wrote. I've got to say, I love watching music documentaries. Mm -hmm. That film, Walk the Line. I'm actually talking about Ed Sheeran again. I'm actually watching the Ed Sheeran documentary on Disney+. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Remember, when you when you're editing this later, I'll cut that out. <laughs> but I just, I'm a sucker for any music documentary, right? Or films of people that got big, you know? It's always interesting to see how much of it's just based on luck how things go viral. It's interesting how a lot of it's just luck, you know? Yeah, it's, it's it's a right place, right time, right circumstance. I mean, none of it's to say that the the quality of whatever it was didn't deserve it, but it's definitely a, a timing thing. I'm going to Jackson And that's a fact 
Yeah, we're going to Jackson Ain't never coming back Got married in a fever, harder than a pepper sprout. Honey, we've been talking about jacks. This song is Aquarius by Pied Animals. And when I finished university in 1996, I went to go live in Holland because I love Gabba. Gabba comes from Holland, so I moved from the UK. Go move to Holland. Major stress. I used to, I stress out all the time. And moving to a new country, new job, all the stuff, major stress. So it's Monday morning, eight o'clock or whatever it is, and I'm sitting in the living room and I'm like so stressed out, I can't believe what I'm doing. I'm about to start my new job first day. And the TV's on, and this song is on, and I'm like, hang on, they're playing Gabba on the TV in the Netherlands? What? I mean I know some Gabba purists like, this isn't Gabba, it's pop Gabba. Okay, it's pop Gabba, right? And I'm like, that's why you came here. That's why you challenge yourself to push yourself. That's why you put yourself out of your comfort zone. That's why you're really stressed and you're puking every five minutes or whatever. But that's why you did it, right? Because you love Gabba. You love Gabba, you love music, you moved to Holland. That's where you've done it. And look at this, the plan on the telly. And this tune was number one in the Dutch charts that day. And again, whenever I feel stressed or, or anxious or whatever, or whatever, play this tune, I remind myself, you know, it's 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 proof that you can push yourself for things you love, uh, push yourself out of your comfort zone and always challenge yourself. You can run. So, go to the job, start my first day, and they're hiring a whole bunch of people, and there's like 30 people in the room, and we're all from Ireland and from the UK, right? So we're there, we're all in a circle, and we're all, it's all our first day, and we're all, you know, squeaky teenagers, as it were, or whatever. And so, okay, the first thing we do is get everyone to know each other. We're gonna go around the room, you can introduce yourself, get your name, uh, interesting facts about you, where you're from, that's sort of stuff. We go around the room, and it comes around to me. And I say, oh yeah, my name is, give my name, uh, and I'm a hardcore DJ. Because I was, I loved hardcore, I'm a hardcore DJ, that's why I've come to the Netherlands. And my wife says to me, that's the first thing she ever remembers about me. And she said, I remember you said you were a hardcore DJ. I remember thinking, hey, that guy's cool. I need to get to know him. And now we've been married 20 years. Wow. And it's all wrapped up in this gorgeous, beautiful, happy hardcore song. Yeah. So this is our tune, <laughs> this is our tune. And I said to her the other day, oh yeah, listen to back to that. And do you remember that's our tune? She, oh yeah, of course I remember that's our tune, that's our tune. Oh, I love that. So I've gone from totally out of my comfort zone, puking, can't handle the stress, oh my God, what am I doing, to 20 years of marriage. That's crazy. You know, just 20 years of marriage, no big deal. Thanks, Hardcore. And when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, again, what a classic tune though as well, you know, these skinheads in the Mokum shirts driving around on mopeds. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. This is number one in the charts in the Netherlands. Unreal. Because everyone thinks of the um, I Want to Be a Hippie tune as being one of the major tunes, and that came out way before this in like 95. That was the tune that really went, oh yeah, the Netherlands. And then that's when I started getting into all that sort of stuff. So there you go. That's that first story. Ah. This song is in my DJ bank. Love this track. Yeah, big time. The Floxy Text remix of Dylan Francis's Need You. Oh, again, one of those tunes, play it in sets, and it kicks off every time. It's so good. Every time. 
So I come back from Bangface and I'm doing the usual scrolling through Facebook and I see someone who I know posting, oh yeah, this Dylan Francis, I need you, Foxy Tech Remix. I just found it, I've been trawling for it and I heard someone playing it at Bangface and I, I, who played this at Bangface, you know? And everyone was like, oh yeah, maybe it was Dave Skywalker, maybe it was SpongeBob, maybe it was... And then someone posted, oh no, it was Kushti that played it. And just that moment of, I actually reached someone through a tune and they're like, this is the best tune I heard in the whole of Bangface. It was like 2017 or 18 or something like that. But just to have that, you know, you, you DJ and you come off stage and loads of people come and tell you, you did a great set. But did you really reach everybody? So, again, a bit of an ego boost moment. That's why I put it in there. But again, it's a fucking banging tune, like, you know? Um, so, yeah, there you go. It's an absolute banger. And yeah, it's, you know, part of what we do as DJs is we just want to make people dance. But part of what we do is we just want to share music that we love. And when somebody else picks up on it, you know, and says, oh my gosh, like, I heard that track, I want to find it. And then they follow, like, the, I call it the SoundCloud hole, you know? And they start listening to more music like it and maybe they discover artists who like weren't getting a lot of play and now they you know that's what that's part of why we do it right we're all just like sitting around and doing our version of like hey let me put this record on for you like i got this really sick record let me play it like so it's sometimes a bigger compliment to be like you turned me on to an amazing song than it is like oh you technically played a very good set and the other thing though the other reason i include that and why i'm including that story is because of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Massive imposter syndrome for so long playing Bankface. And when people are like naming all these other people who I consider heroes, I have them on a pedestal because these are great people. But other things, oh, is that person, that person, that person? To be mentioned in the same comment thread as them. And so I've got no, it was Kushti. It's like, wow, okay, forget the imposter syndrome, like, you know. I, I, I 100% resonate with that. I, I think this was the first year where I was at Bangface where I felt like I actually belonged there, <laughs> like as an artist, but like, I still, I struggle. I think we all, I think anybody who cares about their music struggles with imposter syndrome. Uh, so for all you DJs out there, like you are not alone. We also think that we're not worthy, but your, I bet your favorite DJ thinks that they're not worthy. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But Lucy, you need to play the face room, right? James, if you're listening, get Lucy Stone on the face room because you've played every stage except the face room now. I mean, fair play. You, you're eclipsed, like, you know what I mean? You, Nick, and the whole crew is so happy. And it's like, you guys even made the, the, you know, the booklet, you know? Oh, I know, my ugly cry. <laughs> yeah, you made the booklet even. So it's like, my God. It's like you've been there for 20 years, you know? It does, it feels like family at this point. Ah, big time, it's so nice. I'm in the box, they're lowering me down into the furnace, and that's it. Game over, goodbye, Infocrematorium, Metallica, Seek and Destroy, blasting out. One of the tunes that my wife will never play, so she'll never have that association, but Seek and Destroy, what a, what a tune to get cremated to. <laughs> so this is your, not necessarily your funeral song per se, this is your like, into the ashes. Yeah, exactly, and I'm going on to the next level, 
to seek and destroy what's next. Amazing. You know, I think Metallica would feel very honored. I'm sure I'm probably not alone in that, but anyway, great tune. Love Metallica, love the first four albums, you know, Justice for All. After that, it starts getting a bit meh for my liking, but uh, <laughs> and I started getting into Rave as well when Justice for All came out. Yeah, love Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, all that sort of stuff. And Seek and Destroy, one of my Didn't like Metallica, weren't they like the pioneers of like anti sampling, anti music sharing? That is actually an interesting point. Lars Ulrich, there's an interview with him, and he says, How'd you get the name Metallica? He says, There's a friend of mine who's starting up a fanzine, and he had all these different names for fanzine, and he, you know, name A, name B, name B. And he said, When he was looking at that list, Metallica was on that list of fanzine names this guy was going to pick. And Lars Ulrich said on interview, on camera, I told the guy, Oh, yeah, call it Metal Amazing, whatever, fanzine. And he stole the name Metallica for the band. Did you know that? I did not know that. Bit cheeky for someone suing Napster, don't you think? Yeah, the truth reveals itself. Anyway, we all steal from someone, don't we? So, you know, actually, while I'm actually stealing from other people, I'm just going to get it on the record there. Glow Kid, I don't know if you know Glow Kid, does amazing stuff down there in Greece, Athens. Yeah. But way, way, way before I even started doing the radio, I was listening to Glow Kid stuff, loved his stuff, and he had some pictures of himself on Facebook wearing a yellow hat with a smiley face on it. And when I started DJing, I thought, I need something that people recognize that yellow smiley face hat. So there you go. How's that for an exclusive confession? <laughs> it comes full circle. Looking at, especially at your list of tunes, like talking about sampling and just influences and, and all music borrows from each other. Uh, that's what makes it awesome because it's all referential while somehow being original. I just love listening to this. I don't know if you're an air guitarist, but I mean, you can't not air guitar to this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you air guitaring right now? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I try to learn to play the guitar, and people often say to me, why do you make tunes? I don't know what it is, but I just haven't the time for it. No, it requires a lot of time. But uh, yeah, air guitaring and DJing is about as close to the musicianship as I'll ever get. <laughs> just that we haven't like talked about but you want to you know just like shout out or you know just credit as influential or you know i'm gonna shout out everybody that's helped me out with solid sound everybody that's ever sent me anything with a tune a mix done an interview anything like that big up to everyone that sent me everything 
obviously self-included there. There's a lot of people that have sent me a lot of stuff. Because the show wouldn't be the show it is if it was just me picking my top 10 tunes, it would get very boring very quickly and it'd be very hard to do. So anyone that's ever got involved with Solid Sounds, big ups to you, like, you know, big time. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for the whole universe, but for me and the people that I know, Solid Sound has been so special in bringing us together and turning us on to new tunes and letting us showcase. We're a bedroom DJ who's never played for an audience before, or we want to try out like a new genre that we think we wouldn't get booked for. Uh, and just keeping us going and keeping us connected. It's, it's a lot more than just a radio show. And like I say, I just love doing it. I'm doing it for the love of it. The only audience I really try to please is myself. And yeah, 10 years, you never asked me, why did I call it Solid Sound? It's a rookie thing, you know? Why did you, and you left it this late, you never asked me, why did you call it Solid Sound? <laughs> I'll just tell you, because this tune's gonna run out, because it's solid and it's sound, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for helping me out with the hosting duties when they needed to be helped. Big up, big up, thanks for, thanks for suggesting it and doing it as well, Lucy. Really, really appreciate it, very nice thought. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I'm really glad we got to learn a little bit more. I think we should turn the tables on you more often. But for now, I'm just stoked that we got to dive into some of your favorite music today. Well, thanks, thanks for thanks for the idea, and uh, see you soon. Yep. And then we just have to leave it on the outro of this tune. Oh man. <laughs> 